Welcome to the Rams Writer Podcast. One shot comes into the Manchester United half, dribbles on, finds some space, goes into the box, shoots, and it's in! What a run! Into the penalty area, got a man to beat, cuts back, goes again, it's... Oh, what a goal! Tomics arrives on the big stage for Derby! Delivers with his weaker foot, Patterson... Martin! Keogh again. Oh, and a chance for Maria once more. He's done it. Hello and welcome back to the Rams Writer Podcast. With me, your host, Simon, a.k.a. the Rams Writer. At last, we can talk about football again because it's back. We are six days away from the restart of the championship. Obviously, Derby go to London. They face Millwall at the Den. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, straight off talking point. The season's back. Um, yes, there will be no fans, but that potentially could work in teams' favours, um, especially when you get to places like Millwall. Now, Derby's record isn't the best in London, let's face it, this year. Um, but having said that, going to London with to a ground that is usually, I suppose, very intimidating in the den. You know, the fans there make it the, one of the hardest places to go in the championship. Without them, Derby got nothing to fear. Now, you know, as it stands at the moment, nine games left with, with five points off top six. I did speak about playoffs after the win against Blackburn all them months ago. We're looking back to almost three months now. Over three months now in March was when we when we got that win against Blackburn. Now the playoffs. Yes, for me we we can we can we can get them. You know, that they're still available. Five points is nothing in this league, especially with how things are going. No team, you know the only th- you know the, the thing is we've got to sort of come out of the blocks firing, which is going to be difficult because we've had a three months layoff, and you know Derby don't normally get the best of starts to seasons. However, it, you know it's not like we've had a couple of weeks international break. You know finishing on good form. Yeah, it's three months. The players have got to start again. They've not kicked a ball um, in competitively for for the last three months. You know, yes, there was a game yesterday. Um, Versus Stoke, two 90-minute games. Uh, we won one nil. Uh, Louis Sibley was the goal scorer, and we drew one all. Uh, Florian Yozevu was the scorer. So, yeah, we'll take that. Now, interestingly enough, it, you know, as I mentioned, Florian Yozevu, um, <laughs> he's he's been a player that. Uh, what's that? He's, he shows flashes of genius, but only every now and again. You know, we, the rest of the time, you know, we, we struggle to see what he brings. Now, I don't really criticise players. I do, but I don't. I try and do it in a constructive way. Um, and I do. I, I have seen bits of Yazoo Zoom that I like. I mean, when he came on against Fulham in the home leg, his pace scared them. You know, he's rapid. You know, the team, you know, the players... They all seem to think, you know, he's the most skillful player in the in the squad. But he doesn't show it enough on the pitch, and that's what frustrates fans. Um, it was it's almost like Tom Lawrence, you know, Tom Lawrence. You know, we know he's a gifted player, and he's a very good player. He doesn't show it off well enough. Now he's started to do it. Now he's starting to get the respect from the fans, and you know, evidently he's you know he's turning, you know, he's he's, he's beginning to change the mind of those fans that were like, now nah, get rid of him. He's awful. Could Florian Yazazun do that? Do the, do the same thing? Um, who knows? I mean, I've seen uh, yeah, Bristol City at home. You know, we'll go all the way back to the start of the season. In fact, no, I'll go before that. Pre-season, I thought he looked quite sharp. He looked quite good. In, in all fairness, you know, he was he was picked by you know, Koku in most of the pre-season games to start. 
you know, and then season comes and he bit part, bit part, and you know, he came off the bench against Bristol City at half time, and for it, it, his hard work was there. He was causing Bristol City trouble down down the right 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 wing. It's just his final his final ball, you know, his end product. He's always the bit that's lacking, and that's his issue. Yes, he can run at players. He's got scary pace. Does you know players that might defend him against him because of his pace. He just needs to work on that final ball. Um, and then obviously he had the chance to score as well from about six yard out, and he you know fluffed his lines really. And if he can just sort of mould that, even even if he, if he's going to run down the wing and stick you know balls into the box, you know at least. You want at least fifty percent, at least find ahead of a derby of, of a derby man, you know, not not ten percent. You know, I think I think would be happy with fifty percent. Yeah, you, you can fire balls in the box all day long; they're not always guaranteed. But if you can get at least half, I'd say half of your crosses, even if it's just an attempt or it just picks someone out in the box or causes a corner, something like that, I'd be happy with that because I, I think you know derby need a winger. That goes without saying; we all know it. And you know, at the end of the day, if he can if he can produce, start producing regularly, consistently, then we've got that winger. But he has to do it. And for me, I truly believe he is a confidence player. He's got confidence issues. Um, and basically, obviously, we know what our fans are like at Pride Park. If one of our players messes up, um, it's not just us. It'd be the same any ground you go to. If a player messes up, and one of your players messes up, you. You're gonna boo and whatnot, and maybe Yozazun could fly, uh, could thrive um, without without you know playing in empty stadiums. Who knows? You might see a, a, a rejuvenation of Florian Yozazun. Crazy, I know it might sound crazy, but it just you know, you never know because at the end of the day, if he can, I know I know he scored in a friendly or whatever you want to call it, you know, a, a training match. I don't know what, sort of pre-season, sort of friendly, whatever. And we don't know sort of the content, the context of the goal or anything like that. We don't know how he played for the rest of the 90 minutes. You know, and he has he has been one of them players that I think he's very frustrating. I don't, because I don't know, a lot of people say he's crap, he's awful, and a lot of people get on his back. And, which is, you know, is like I say, it's a total contrast of what his teammates say about him. Maybe he just needs to have that confidence to back himself. And if things don't go right on the pitch and, you know, fans are going, oh, you're crap and all this, just let it go. Because at the end of the day, you, you know, you, you can't do it without fans. But then not, produ- you know, and then, you know, you can't do it. Get my words out of it. You can't do it when there's no fans there. You've got to be able to do it when there's fans there. So, like I say, perhaps there's a confidence issue. And if he can, if he can sort that... And he can he can produce ninety minutes you know consistently. We're not, we're not, well, not nine minutes. But you know what I mean. If you can get c- consistent performances out of him, then there's a potential you know, potential for not needing well, not yeah, is it potentially like having a new player? Um, but again, I think he just needs to back himself and just work hard and just you know just crack on. And who knows, you know? And it's the same with the rest of the season. Who knows where these nine games are gonna gonna gonna, gonna, gonna leave us? You know, ultimately. I said before, like I said, I said before uh, after the Blackburn game, I said Rams are going to hit the playoffs, you know, and I, I truly meant it. You know, the way we performed and the way we played, and, and that was without Wayne Rooney as well. Obviously, Tom Lawrence went off injured, and we still played well. We just showed that we 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 would take a most of the season, but I think that was a a really good performance, probably up there one of the best performances of the season I know Stoke was a really good performance probably that was the best I think that was the pinnacle um, but I think the Blackburn game I think they had the first 10-15 minutes we had the you know, rest of the half and we knew they'd come out fighting the second half they did you know weathered the storm complete performance you know if you can defend well and attack well happy days do it every day every game you know that that's what you want to see so you know, I, I, I was all up for it. Yeah, that's it. We, we can make the playoffs now because I thought that's it. We'll, we, we can be untouchable now because the confidence you would have grown out of that game. You know, Blackburn were no pushovers. You know, Blackburn are up there fighting for that top six spot as well. You know, so <laughs> it's going to be, like I said, this the whole having no crowd as well. 
you know, you've got you've got things to look at. You got one teams had a long layoff, not necessarily going to come you know, pick pick up where they left off, and two, you know, no no fat no crowds make a big difference. So I mean, I, I think personally for us as well, you know, we this season we made we've made Pride Park like a fortress, one loss or yeah one yeah one loss in the league at home all season. You know, so we, we you know we've helped make that a fortress. I truly believe that because with, with our backing, you know, we've 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 done our bit to to make that ground, you know, make us untouchable almost at our home ground. So without the fans, you know, they, the guys got to do it on their own, and it must be weird because it, it you know the whole pitch and everything, the whole aspect of it all is going to look different. You know, you, when you're used to playing with a full, you know. 26, 28,000 people to just empty seats. It must be bizarre. And it's just, you know, spaces, pitches might look bigger. I don't know, you know, but it'd be interesting to see. Um, so I am, you know, at the end of the day, though, football's back, isn't it? Football is back. You know, we've missed it. Everyone's missed it. Three months without it. You know, it should have been the start of the Euros. I think it was yesterday. So <laughs> I think we're, we're due for it. And, Fingers crossed, you know that we can we we can pick up where we left off. You know it 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 can be you know like we've not been away. If we can do that, and I think for me, I think the the first three two or three two or three games are important um, for us to win to get to get victories. I mean, if we look at the running, so that we've got obviously Millwall. Yeah, we've got Millwall away. This weekend uh, on twentieth, is it twentieth? I've got it in twenty first in my head now. To be honest, I don't want to give you false information. No, yeah, it is it is the twentieth. Why have I got twenty first in my head? I don't know. Oh, that's why I was doing it. Yeah. Anyway, ignore that. So, obviously, we've got Millwall away, followed by Reading, followed by Preston, followed by Forest. Now. Millwall, if you can get three points there, you go into Reading, you think, yeah, we, we, you know, you'd, you'd be quite happy, sort of, you know, Reading down in 14th. You'd think you'd get another three points there. Preston's a tough game. You know, if we can get this, what I mean, them, them three games, I think Preston's probably going to be the toughest game. Oh, actually, I think Millwall's going to be the toughest game just because of the, I just think they're one of the teams that are always horrible to play. And then, you know, they're, they're, Gary Routes, their manager, you know, yeah, I know, of what a lot of Derby fans think of him. But he is a good manager, whether you like it or not. He knows this league like the back of his hand. So it, it will be tough, very tough. Um, so, yeah, so those three games are tough. Then we go into uh, Forest at home. Now, we've not had a, good, a lot of luck against them this season. <laughs> you know, we owe them one. We, you know, and at the end of the day, we, I think, I think, I think, if we beat them. That could then scupper their their promotion, their playoff hopes, chances. But it doesn't get any easier because we follow on from Forest. We go to West Brom. Then we go to we've got Brentford at home, Cardiff away, Leeds another big one at home. And then finally, Birmingham away. So, not not the easiest of fixtures by all means. Very very difficult set of the final nine fixtures. But but really, we we can't sort of focus on the nine games. I think we'll just the best way to do this is take this one game at a time, and basically just take it from there. And I think as fans as well, we've got to sort of. I know what we're like. We all know what we're like. You know, if we lose, we get pissy and all that shit and all this. But I think we've just got to accept this is going to be the most bizarre end to a season that anybody's ever seen or everybody's likely to see. Um, you know, so I think, you know, as fans, we, we can't be there. But I think across social media, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a very weird atmosphere on social media as well. You know, because, well, obviously, you know, obviously we're watching the games live and stuff and, we're not going to miss a trick. We're not going to miss anything. But that's that's next week. So next week, hopefully, you know, we can start. I, th- I just think next week, whether we win, lose, or draw, I think we'll all be buzzing that football's back. 
period, you know, because I think, like I say, we've all missed it a great deal. You know, for a lot of us, it's a big, big part of our lives. You know, every weekend, that's that's what we do. We go to football, we go sport the Rams. And we've missed that. And even though we can't go and do it at a ground like we normally do, we can listen to on Radio Derby or, you know, we can we can watch Rams TV or whatever, Sky, I or iPod or IPTV, whatever you guys decide you, you can, uh, you do. But we're back. Derby are back. Thank God. But anyway... Moving on from that, someone that won't be back is Akechi Anya. After four years, he has finally left the building. Four years, one of the most you know weird scenarios you know, we've seen. Was he a bad player? No, not really. But he's just, I think, any reputation he had with Derby fans, he's, I think he's sort of soured. With the fact that in four years where he's been nowhere near the well, for three years and he's been no real nowhere really near the first team. And he's not bothered, you know, even trying to get a loan deal or anything like that. He's just sat twenty seven grand a week, reportedly, for four years. He cost four million pounds from Watford, bought in by Nigel Pearson. And then twenty seven so it must be about five must be about five million since he's been here that we paid him to do play thirty eight games for us. Thirty eight games in four years. And a smattering of hand you know, a handful of games for the, the under twenty threes. Twenty twenty starts, eighteen eighteen substitute appearances, one goal. Four years he's been here. Weirdly enough, you know, when he came in, you know, Gary Rout brought him back into the side after he wasn't fancied by McLaren, etc. Um, you know, then when Rowett came in, you know, he sort of fancied him near the end of the season, brought him in, in, in fairness, not going to lie, you know, he should, we, we all thought, but hell, it's catchy, on you? You know, back from the dead. You know, and he looked revitalised, he looked, you know, he looked good again, but then, obviously, Rowett left, and another manager comes in, nah, I don't fancy him. Another manager comes in, nah, I don't fancy him. But he's still here. Still here, sucking the lifeblood out, you know, sucking, sucking the cash out, out of out of the club. It, and to me, that's wrong. As a footballer, if you're not fancied by a club, surely there would have been clubs that probably fancied him on loan or, or, or things like that, you know. Or you even push for a move yourself. That's what your agent's for. But now he was quite happy. Coming into training every day, you know. Don't get me wrong. Apparently, you know, everyone that's met him or anything like that says he's a really nice guy, you know. And he, even even the the press have said, yeah, he's very quiet. You know, keeps himself to himself really. And very bizarre situation, really bizarre. For me, as a footballer, you want to go out there and, and, and I guess in a way earn your money. He's not done that. I don't I don't get why he wouldn't. And. 27 grand a week to do jack shit, sit in your bum, train, even if you're not training, still getting paid for it. It's ridiculous. A few hours, you know, I don't know how many hours they, you know, they go in a week, train and whatnot, but <laughs> no, wonder he won't, no wonder he stayed and did, jack, and did nothing. Maybe he did try to learn moves, but no one wanted to pay his, pay his wages. <laughs> And this is where we were at, you know, paying stupid wages. And this is, I think, I think Akechianya should be the model of what, of how not to model, how not to to run a football club. Buying players like that, you know, that not necessarily poor, but just average, and paying them, putting them on a you know four-year deal, paying twenty-seven grand a week. That's silly, and that's where we are. And you know, he just highlights the fact of where we are now is because of the two two years or so, two or three years. It's obviously apparent now, and more than that, two or three years that we had of buying these players that aren't good enough. And you know, it it it, it brings to the question as well. You know, you see that we've still got players here for me, like your likes of Martin and Forsyth. You know. We don't necessarily 
sell players. Does that make sense? I, I look at that squad and your top, your good players, your your likes. You know, Jamie Wall went on free. Again, no one came in for him. Didn't get him, get him making money on him or anything like that. Bryson, another one, played to the end of his contract, then went on a free. Chris Martin, again, we'll talk about him in a minute. But again, he's still here. Um, Jacob Butterfield, again, another one. Spent shitload of money on him. It's gone on a free. Johnson, gone on a free. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. You wonder why players, why we don't sell players. It's all right, let's go, we need to get rid of this, we need to get rid of him, we need to get rid of that. We can't get rid of players. You know, for I, I know as fans, want, we, we, we have our ideas of who we want to get rid of. And that's fine, you know. That that's that's what we that's what we do. You know, we're allowed to, we're allowed that opinion. If we don't think a player's good enough, yeah, we, we can express it to one another. But it, when it comes to selling players, a club's got to come in for them. You know, it's like it's, it's like Yozuzun, it's a prime example. I can't. I was talking to someone the other day on Twitter. Sorry, I forgot who it was now. Yeah, we need to get. I, I think I'll get rid of. I think I'll get rid of Yozuzun. Well, that's fine, but you've got to get someone to buy him. And no one was buying our players. Not, not, might not be because they weren't good enough, because, you know, you look at some teams and you think, yeah, they could do with a player like him. They could do with a player like him. He's not in our squad. Yeah, just put him up for sale. And no doubt we put players up for sale, but no one came in because they're wages. Why would a player want to, why, why would a player want to go, oh, yeah, I'm not playing. But... And like I say, Anya's, Anya's the example here. I'm not playing, but you ain't going to pay me 27k a week, so why should I move? I'm in contract, so you can't kick me out. You can't force me out unless you want to pay my 27 grand a week contract off. Mel Morris, again, it, and this just goes to show his naivety of how he was running the club. Um, it, you know, he definitely needed advice in. You know, he should have never been buying these players, putting them on lengthy contracts on the wages they are, because no bugger were going to come and buy them. Yeah, Vidras, some you know Burnley. We made money on him, which is fair enough. And you know, like I say, I don't know what his wages were, but we made money on him. We sold him for what thirteen million was it? Fair enough. There's a good one. That's that's a good, you know. And the only other was it three? Well, sold Vyman off the top of my head, only for a million though. Sold Tomins. Can't remember. Was he eight million? Something like that. Nine million. Ten million. I can't remember what it was now. No. Again, I think it was about eight million we sold him for. Again, he but he was a player, he went to the Premier League. So unless you're buying in players that were have had the quality to go to the Premier League, like your Hughes's and you had to we didn't buy them, they came for the Academy, Hughes and Hendrick, but like your Tomlinses and your Vidras, unless they're quality they're good enough to go to the play in the Premier League, or deemed good enough to play in the Premier League, then you ain't gonna get rid of them. No disrespect to like to Jacob Butterfield and Bradley Johnson, but they were never, I felt, good enough to to play in the Premier League. And you know, they they we all said it, and we've all said it. They are bang average Championship players. So we and this is where we're at, where we are now, and which is obviously we're not going to spend a great deal, um, trying to bring you know pr- trying to. Bring the academy, promote the academy players, because that's what he wants. You know, we we get these in for for nothing or for very cheap, on low wages. All of a sudden, you're catching eyes. Oh, yeah, he's good. I'll give you so many million for him. Yeah, all right, sign. We have to bring another one through. Oh, we've got money then to fund a decent player. We cannot keep going around this roundabout of buying average championship players that have got no salon value. Um, but this leads us to the next point. Have a swig of me, swig of my beer. I've got Carlin. I don't normally drink, um, but this was just found in the bottom of the fridge from a while ago. <sighs> Lovely. Um, so, next point then is two contracts have been offered to two senior players. Both have been rejected. Now those players are Chris Martin and Tom Huddleston. Um, now. I think, yeah, the, uh, Ryan Conway from The Athletic. Ryan obviously has been on the show. He reported about the Chris Martin contract um, being offered. Obviously, when we spoke on the show uh, a few weeks back now, 
he hadn't been offered a contract. So he, 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 he reported that they had been offered one, but he rejected it. Um, and then Derby and Telegraph had then reported that Tom Huddleston had offered a contract. And then Ryan, a couple of days later, reported that they'd uh, not agreed terms. Now, a lot of people saw this and went, just get a shot of them, don't bother offering them. They're obviously money-grabbing bastards. Not in so many words. But that, that I think, is where a lot of people's heads were. Oh, we're not paying them enough. They're on twenty odd grand a week. You know, they, you know, let's just get rid of them. Now, my understanding from what I've read uh, and from who I've spoken to is that they are not. It's not the money, not so, you know, it's, it's not the wage or anything like that. It is more the length of the contract. Um, so they've both basically been offered a year with a possible extension of another year depending on how the club sees fit so essentially they've got to keep on earning that contract now <laughs> as a footballer and especially someone you know someone that coming to the ages of tommy huddleston and chris martin you know i think huddleston's what's he 32 33 something like that um you know he's gonna come to the end of his career in a couple of years anyway you know, and I think he basically wanted that. Essentially, I think what he wants it, what what I've read that he wants is a two-year deal. With the second year, he becomes a player coach. He gets a bit of a coaching role. Now, why not? You know, he, at the end of the day, he he, he wants the fairy tale ending, ending. He started his career here. He wants to end his career here. And I can't blame him for that. I don't mind that. He'll obviously take the pay cut to 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 be deemed enough. He just wants another year to just to see out his career, basically, and, and and get his coaching badges, and you know possibly you know do some co- you know if we can get in Wayne Rooney who hasn't got any coach mind let's let's just get this right he's a player coach but he's not got his coaches badges badges yet he's working towards them right so if we can do that with Rooney I know we obviously we are paying for him but not paying for him but we are paying for him with help from our sponsors that are paying for him. <laughs> if we can do that for him, why can't we do it for someone that started their career at Derby, made money for Derby, albeit he probably should have made more had it been, you know, if it had been for, you know, the, the way the club was run at the time, you know. Um, was it George Birdie that was in control then? And sold Huddleston? Was it Billy? I can't remember now. Um, well, obviously, but there was a. I think it was, yeah, it was George Burley. You know, he he. Yeah, he was shocked that Huddleston got sold for as cheap as he did behind basically behind his back. But whatever. But yeah, he made money for us. He's come back. You know, and he played a pivotal role. You know, he's been he's been with the squad. He's not had many injuries. I saw that as well. As well, someone put on on Facebook. I believe it was. No, he's injury prone. I can't recall him having too many injuries. This one, yeah. This is the first season, I think, that he got, you know, he obviously did his hamstring taking the penalty against uh, Barnes near the start of the season. But then he's had issues in recovery as well. So, I can't can't remember him having too many injuries that kept him out for long now. He looks good. He looks in good shape, very good shape. Um, And at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, the reason why I offer him another contract is because Philip Cocky wants him around. He wants to keep him. He obviously sees something in Tom Huddleston that he thinks, yeah, I could work with him. You know, I could could use that in my team. The same goes for Chris Martin. Now, I've been, you know me, you know, anybody that's listened to this show regularly, you know I've wanted him to have a new contract. Just give him, you know. I've always said on reduced terms, which I believe they have agreed on, you know. But, again... Saying you can have one year and then mate will might give you another year. Now let put this in your shoes. Say if you were doing your job and your boss said, right, and just for instance, say you're on a contract and they said, right, it, it, all of a sudden your job becomes a temporary job. You go, whoa, whoa, hang about. Now I know football's different because they're always on a contract and always contract for so many years. But again, Chris Martin, he wants that security that he knows that. Yeah, you know what? Because probably, you know, so again, someone like Chris Martin, 
if you give him a two-year deal, it'd be 34. You know, he might then, you know, he would then probably go down to a lower league club. Um, potentially. He might not. He might stay in the championship or someone else might pick him up. Um, but that's who he was attracting in the summer was the likes of, you know, League One clubs and, and Scottish clubs. So I think he wants to get the, you know, the most he can out of, a cha- out, of, out of his career at Derby. And I don't blame him for that. You know, he's been here, what, six years, is it now? Free transfer. You know, he was banging 20 goals a season for fun. Was it two, three seasons on the bounce he did that? Then, obviously, he had issues illness-wise, change of manager-wise, managers not fancy him. Then, you know, he's, again, at the start of the season, he was still recovering from his illness, wasn't really fancy at the start of the season. He's come in, he's changed the manager's mind. And... You know, it, again, something we just, I think you know we discussed with Ryan um, on one of my previous shows that him and Cocker at first didn't sort of they didn't not not get on, but they sort of I think they clashed a little bit. But obviously they put them differences aside and they're working together, and we're seeing the best of Chris Martin again. And for me personally, out of the three strikers we've got, he's the best one. Obviously, out of Marriott, Wagon and Martin, Martin suits the role that he's playing to a T. You know, you can't expect Marriott to be playing a hold-up role. Wagon, again, for me, not a hold-up player. Uh, I think he's better on the wing. Also gives a better defensive option as well, you know, tracking back-wise. And you look at the likes of Hector Ingram, Jamal Hector Ingram, is coming through, training with the first team, striker. He could do with somebody like Chris Martin, just basically, just to help him out, coach him. Because if Cock- Philip Cocker wants to play this, you know, this role with a striker that holds the ball up, brings people into play. Now, Hector Ingram is strong enough. You know, he, he's, a, he, he's, a strong, he's a strong lad for 21. But, you know, the, you know if someone's going to teach you how to play that role, Chris Martin, your man. We know Hetring can play on the shoulder. If you've watched him on the 23s, he can play on the shoulder, get in behind. He's quick. You know, he's he's blessed with pace. If he can bring in the hold-up play to his game, all of a sudden you've got a player that can hold up the ball like Chris Martin, but a player that can get in behind like Jack Marriott. You're laughing. So I personally would keep Chris Martin about just to help him coach him that role, coach him how to do that. You know, so it's nothing to do with money by the sounds of things. It is more the length of contracts. And like I said again, if if you wouldn't be happy if you were offered a year's you know one year deal with a possible extension of two years, depending on how the club feel, you would want. For me personally, at, at the age of thirty two, thirty one, thirty two, you would you would want yeah I've still got two years left in me. At the end of the day, Chris Martin is a was a free, he cost us nothing. So if he goes for nothing in two years' time, you've not lost anything on him. But he could be, you know, he potentially, you know, he, he fits that key, you know, that role to a T. And, you know, yeah, he's only scored 10 goals this season. But he's not played 40, you know, he's not played, whatever, 38 games, 37 games, whatever. You know. But he's also assisting more. Six, seven assists, he's got something like that. 11 goals in all competitions, including the Cup. He's been our most lethal in front of goal. So, for me, that states that, yeah, we keep him. I understand potentially why they're saying a one year and see how we feel because he might sort of go, well, I've got my contract now. I won't be that player I was last season. So it's basically him, basically keeping him. So I can see it from both sides. I genuinely can. I can see where they're saying, no, we need you to keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself and being playing your best every week. But personally, yeah, contract wise, for me, I'd Chris Martin definitely. Tom Huddleston, I'm not sure about. We've seen stacked in midfield. Um, you know, where's he fit in? You know, I guess if we, if we if anyone comes in for our youngsters, you know, in the transfer window, you know, that that's that for me as well is that sort of yes, we have got a lot of players in the sort of midfield area, you know, like your Shinnies, your Roonies, Birds, Knights, Holmes can play in that position, Huddleston, you know, we are you got um. Jordan Brown coming through again. He can he's been he plays left back, but he has been playing that holding midfield role as well. Good under twenty threes. Again, he's now training with the under, with the 
first team. You know, so I think we just need. I, I do think we're stacked in there, so I do find it a bit strange that we are offering another contract. But obviously, you know, we can't just have a team full of young lads. We need to get that experience in there as well. Yes, it's all right having Wayne Rooney in there. You can't just rely on one experienced head to, to, to sort of guide these kids. You know, guide, you know, at the end of the day, I think we've found the team for next, you know, for academy wise, starting wise. You know, he wants at least 50%. Well, if you take the goalkeeper out, right, you, you just play 50%, which is your five. That's Bogle, that's low. Surely them two start. Um, Max Bird. Surely he starts. And then it's sort of take your pick between you've got sibling Knight, you know, you've got to try and get them in somewhere. Whitaker, I don't know. But Hector Ingram. You know, so we 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 possibly potentially can fill that fifty percent starting lineup that that, that Noel Morris wants. But we'll soon see. But we've got to finish this season first, so that's Getting all excited for that now. I cannot wait for it to start again. Um, yes, it isn't going to be the same, but you know, at least it gives us something to watch, something to talk about again, something to debate on 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 social media, etc. Things like that. Things. So yeah, I'm just absolutely buzzing for it. So now we move on to your part of the show. So this is where you get your questions and your comments in, and I give you my opinions on them. So my first one today then is from Sports Weekly Podcast. Uh, you can go check them out. They uh, it's a podcast about all sorts of sports. You know, it might tickle your fancy. You never know. Uh, very good podcast indeed. Um, and they ask, how do you rate Derby's chances of a late playoff push only five behind Preston? So definitely doable. Obviously, yes, I've touched on that a little bit already at start of the show. I am convinced we can make the playoffs. It would just simply be the Derby the most Derby thing to do is to get promoted in front of no fans. Can you imagine that? All these seasons we've tried and failed. We all know it was our fault, the fans' fault, that we didn't get promoted because we put too much pressure on them players. <laughs> um, no, but I, I'm convinced that we are, you know, we might not win promotion, but convinced we can get top six again. A genuine, And you know what? For me, that is a very successful season for Philip Cocky. In his first season of England, English football, England, first first season in English football with a squad that has been, that had basically had the three best players stripped from them from last season's, you know, heroics. Um, has little or no budget, even though we spent 10 million on Felix. Um, oh, yeah, he's another player I forgot about talking about midfield. He's another player who can play midfield as well. I'll move on. Anyway, um, you know, it is. He walked, he's had a bit of a shitstorm of a season with all the AFL charges, the drink driving and all that stuff. And for, if, if he can come through this and make the top six, that's, that's, that's for me a successful first season. It sort of makes you think, well, what the heck can he do when he's got a full season? You know, he can have his own preseason, not go travel all the way to America and meet all the players there and play a really stupid preseason, you know. Um, it does make you wonder what he can do. Can he? Can he? Um, get us? You know, I'm convinced. You know, again, I'm convinced he, he's the one that gets promoted. I really do believe that. You know, just with his experience and just how he's been this season. You know, he's impressed me so much. You know, I know everyone's. You know, everyone was calling for. You know, not everyone, but there's there's a lot of people calling for his head um, at the start of the season when we weren't doing so well. And for me, you know, it was one of the things that we need to just give him time, time to adapt, time to get his system across, time to get his squad in. You know, because realistically, if we look at the the, the signings that came in, especially the lone ones, I think the only two we've kept is Ben Amer and Matt Clark. Dow we we let go, Patterson we let go. And obviously, Belix still, you know, our main sign is here, but he's injured. And obviously, of course, Wayne Rooney. So... I don't really, you know, personally, I don't. Obviously, his choices wouldn't have been Dowell and Patterson. He would have been advised on them by our scouts or whoever. Um, but for me, yeah, let, next season, if he's got, if he's got a little bit of something, something to go, I want him. I want him. 
Um, I believe it was Nav on uh, Nav Sidhu on uh, Twitter who said he's not even had a chance to build his. No, might even Brian Miller. Sorry, hasn't even had a chance to um, build his own team yet. Build his own squad. You know, can he bring some players in from abroad, perhaps from the Dutch league, um, who could potentially, um, you know, be little gold mines, little little gems. Just on that, actually, um, yeah. On my Twitter feed, I think it's my pinned tweet. I've got a pinned tweet on my profile. Very, very, very. That is how this. You go on there, and there's a, there's a debate and a discussion between Brian Miller and Jake Barker. Um, if you don't know, uh, Jake Barker, by the way, is Derby County Studio. Amazing edits that he does. Um, also, he is selling T-shirts at the moment. All proceeds are going to the NHS, I believe it is. Um, so yeah, go check him out. Uh, Derby County, uh, DC, oh, yeah, Derby County Studio on Instagram, Twitter is Jake Barker two one two. Um, but yeah, go find him, go like him, follow him. Absolutely phenomenal work he does. But then Pair had a brilliant, brilliant debate regarding Chris Martin and his contract, and Tom Hudson for that matter as well. There were there are difference of opinions, but it was a very good debate. There was no arguing, calling people names and stuff like that. Very, very good at debate. I did want to get them both on here. I might actually have to do that at some point if you're listening and you want your fancy lads, let us know. So yeah, anyway, uh, going back to the question from Sport, uh, Pod Sports Weekly on Twitter, go and follow them. Go check out the show. Yeah, um, how do I rate Derby chances? I, I think we can, I do personally think we can get there. So next question. Uh, Roy Gibson on Facebook says, my thought is, if we were fortunate to gain the premiership by battling through the playoffs, do you really think that we have the financial clout to stay there? The young players from the academy have progressed brilliantly, but even if we can hold on to them, are they going to have the experience for premiership football? I think not. I'll be happy for us to play stylish, entertaining football until the end of the season and finish up in the league table, whatever we do. Yeah, it's an interesting point that, um, Roy. Very interesting because does Mel's remit change if we get promoted? Because surely we can't. If we got, if we would get promoted this season, for instance, surely Mel, Mel can't go. Well, I still want the academy players going through, and I want you to play more. I want you to. Surely the remit has to change because you are going to need experienced players to play in the Premier League. Now, the only Yes, we have got Huddleston that have played, played in the Premier League before. We have got Rooney that's played in the Premier League before. But other than that, I'm having a quick think now. Mm, can't. Tom Lawrence technically has, I suppose, but only a couple of games. Um, but yeah, we haven't got a great deal of Premier League experience. So surely he cannot ask Koku to sort of take the kids and, and, and get them into get them playing and competing in the Premier League. At the end of the day, we don't want to get... That is always the question. There's always, a, are you ready to go up? Well, for me, Villa look ready to go up. The squad they had, and they look like they're coming back down, potentially. Then you look at someone like Sheffield United's squad, you think, hmm, they'll be coming straight back down, yet they could potentially be pushing for Europa, Europa League spots. And I think a lot of it is down to um, sort of team... You know, camaraderie, if you like, and, and basically the what's the word now? The chemistry in the team. Because if you can have that chemistry and keep it going, then yeah. So there is there is obviously two sides, two points to it. But yeah, no, it's a good point you bring up. Is you know, will this team be able to compete in the Premier League? Um, it'd be nice to say yeah, we got into the Premier League, but again, um. Again, you say about the financial clout as well. Yeah, interesting. I think it will be. I don't obviously with with this pandemic that's going that's happened and everything. What happens with the financial sort of aspect of things if you go up? It's going to be one of the hardest league, the hardest seasons to survive next season if 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 you go up and, and fight things financially aren't right. Yeah, good point, Roy. Very like that. Jack underscore Palmer thirty four on Twitter asks. Do you think we made the playoffs this season? Yes, I do, Jack. I genuinely, believe, I, I, I think we will. Um, guys, you know, feel free as well. When I post it, just comment below if you think 
if you if I sound like Gary Wright then if you think um if you think that I if you think if you how, how you think we'll do do you think we'll make the playoffs or not I might put a poll up and see what you guys think actually uh Will McKenzie on Twitter British Will says thoughts on the video of Mason Bennett driving by Pride Park is his time at Pride Park done if he does come back surely he'll have a zero support from the fan base Will yeah so if any of you didn't see that uh, video Mason Bennett posted on his Snapchat it was, it was obviously a joke between him and his mates whatever Someone on any base who drive past Pride Park and burn, burn, burn. Well, Mason Bennett is he's not last season. I think was his breakthrough season. You know, it, it, obviously he's been here since he was fifteen. He's been here eight, nine years now. You know, academy player brought through the ranks, got into the first team at fifteen, so he's been here longer than that. But yeah, um, and. It's just not hit it for him. I mean, a lot of people are not best, you know, not his biggest fans. Think he's crap. Think he's League One at best. I just think, for me, I, I've always been, I've always been sort of a fan of Mason Bennett, and I've seen potential there. Um, but it's just not happened at Derby for him, to be honest. And I think you're right, Will. I think if he comes back, no one's going to give a shit. No one's, no one's going to be bothered about him. No one's going to really want to see him. Or, you know, not. He's going to have no sort of real support. He'll have to start to prove himself all over again. You know, especially after the drink driving incident as well. So you know, he lost any 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 sort of fan base he'd probably built up. He'd lost probably about eighty nine percent of them. Obviously, he wasn't involved in it, but he was sort of. Um, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Sorry, lying. Um, you know, he put, he played his part in that, and you know he would have lost a lot of lot of lot of fans. And then to go and do this, clearly it just shows that Mason Bennett, you know, he's for whatever sort of footballer he is, whether you like him or not, and he just doesn't seem to have a brain, or he needs to choose his mates better. But no, personally for me, well, I think that Mason should go. We should cash in on. I think. Uh, about 500k or 300k or something, you know, no more allowed him for first dibs. Just accept the money, let him go. Let you know, for him, it might be good for him as well to start afresh. You know, start, you know, start go go down to London, go go to Millwall, and 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 find your feet as a footballer again. And you know, you you never know what might happen in your career because you've had that sort of change of scenery for once. So yeah, good good question, Will. Um, so next is Lucy, Lucy Hackett on Facebook. Hello, Lucy. She says, hi, Simon. Hope you're well. Not long before football is back now. Can't wait to see more football. May not be the same as going to the stadium and watching, but can't wait to see it again. Hope we can continue like we did before we left off. Hopefully I can start analysing the match uh, the match again. Lol. Take care of yourself. Hello, Lucy. Yes, I'm wonderful. Thank you. I hope you're doing well yourself. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, generally, I always, obviously every time we do a podcast after a game, I'll put question comment. Lucy always gives me her analysis, which is fine, because she's normally spot on. So it's bang on. It's great. Um, yeah, it, it, it is going to be different. It is going to be. It is going to be strange. But like I say, at least we can watch them again and support someone again, and you know, have, have some to do at the weekend again. All sat in and whatnot. Like we've been not been doing that for the past, you know, three months. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I will be glad that it's back. Um, again, I think it's I think it's going to be good for everyone as well. Yeah, every every football supporter everywhere. I think it will be do everyone the world of good to see football back in England again. The mighty Ram USA on Twitter says thoughts on Martin Hoods is a is their time at Derby done? Um, yes, yeah, so I've touched on this. Um, well more than touching it but yeah um is there time at Derby? you know what i don't think it is done i do think you know they both look like they're still you know renegotiating um i think i think we'll get i think we'll most definitely get a deal done for chris martin i don't think his time is quite done yet um but huddleston i'm not sure about i'm genuinely not sure about but 
And then the day, you know, this is football. You know, as a football player, that your time can be up. And then, the, but for me personally, if if we do let Huddleston go, I, I generally think someone still could pick him up on a free and have a and, a, and have a good player in their team. Uh, Mark Andrew Coote on Facebook. Hello, Mark. He says hi to everyone. Hope everyone is keeping safe. Uh, any prediction for what place we will end the season? At the start of the season, what with all what happened, I was set for a mid-table finish, but now my hopes are are up and I'm hoping for a playoff spot. Yes. Um, so you're asking for a place. Uh, I'm going to go for sixth again. <laughs> uh, I think we'll finish sixth. I think we'll just sneak in. Um, what will happen is, you see, we'll, we'll beat Leeds on the penultimate day of the season and we'll jump into sixth spot. Um, and we'll knock Leeds out of the top two, um, and then that, and, and yeah, and we'll end up playing Leeds in the playoffs again. Uh, and we'll beat them again, um, and then we'll go to Wembley. And this time we won't balls it up because there'll be no fans, so we can't muck it up. There's no pressure from our fans, and then we'll beat whoever, and we'll beat Forest in the final. Can you imagine that? Imagine that. Imagine that scenario. Let's just play that again. It, that would be insane if that happened. You get Leeds in the playoff semi-final, you beat them. Then you go and have Forest at Wembley in an empty stadium and you beat them to get promoted to the Premier League If with no fans. So if that wasn't the Derby way, then I don't know what is because that would be such a mad, typical Derby thing to do. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I reckon we'll get uh, sick. I reckon we can do it, Mark. I like your enthusiasm. You're up there. You're one of the fans. I think we can still do this. Um, she's deluded. Deluded Wendy on Twitter. She's a laugh. Bless her. She says, dress for Derby. Everyone wear your best club. A gown suits took to the lot for our first attending home game to mark the occasion. Yeah, you know what? I think we should actually make it like, when we can finally get back into the ground, which is obviously going to be next season. Uh, I think, yeah, we just have a bit of a party atmosphere. Um, we should go nuts, especially if it's the start of the season. We could like, I don't know, just dress up as anything. That'd be mint. I think we should definitely do that. I like your idea there. Clarky underscore Arc says on Twitter says, "How do you think the players will react behind closed doors? Teams like Leeds will lose the intimidating atmosphere, but how will we do? Will players like Tom Lawrence and Scott Malone prefer without fans on their back? Yeah, again." Good point. Obviously, I've gone over this. Um, I, I did, but yeah, Leeds very intimidating place. It was. Well, I know. We obviously, we did them over at their own pe- at their own patch because we shut them up. You see, that mistake and that goal from Marriott absolutely just ended. You know, it just shut them up. They, they all of a sudden went into a panic. They thought, oh no, even though you know they were still winning, but and then Mount scores and that's it. So yeah, exactly. Going to places like Leeds, obviously they're coming towards, but. Regards, like say Millwall, uh, I think we're West Brom, Birmingham, Preston. There's gonna be no fans there, and like you say, you know Tom Lawrence and Scott Malone, you know two players that again this season have had fans on their back, big style. They'll they'll probably thrive on it because if they do mess up, they're messed up. There's no one on the back saying try harder, must try harder. You're useless. You're shite. You know we've seen Scott Malone react this season to fans in the crowd giving him stick you know and yes the pressure of playing can get to a footballer you know especially especially at Derby where we we have got got such big high expectations so I do think they 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 will benefit from it I I, I do believe that you know I know it's 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 silly really because we should be used to playing in front of fans every season but I think yeah no definitely it will be it will be one of them things that they could go, yeah, you know what, I quite like this. If I mess up, I mess up, it doesn't matter. I'm not getting booed because I've hit a shot wide or I've tried to take someone on and I've copped it up. So, yeah, it, 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 that's, that's, that's what I mean. That's why, obviously, I said at the start of the show, it's going to be a very, very, very potential weird ending to the season. Uh, Lawrence Schenker on Twitter says, which division do you think is best for us to be playing in next season? In my opinion, I think it's best for the club if we miss out on the playoffs this season and give Cocky another season rebuilding while giving the younger players experience in a more suitable environment. Yeah, I definitely see your point on that one. I know I've been harping on about playoffs and getting promoted, etc., things like that. 
that is, and obviously uh, Roy touched on it as well um, about going to the Premier League. Um, obviously, like I say, yeah, you know, yeah. Potentially, it could be best that we don't go up this season. You know, it could be best that we stay in this league and Cocker can build a team to suit. Um, and obviously, let, let the younger lads get more experience, etc. Things like that of playing regular first team football. Because don't get me wrong, apart from you know, yeah, none of them, apart from like the likes of Jaden Bogle and and Max Lowe. You obviously Bogle had his, had his first season, full season last season, and Max Lowe obviously had his full season at, at Aberdeen. Apart from them pair, the youngsters, you know, it is tough adapting to playing championship week in week out. So can you imagine doing that and then all of a sudden having to step up and play in the Premier League? You know, we saw against Manchester United at, at Pride Park that they outclassed us. They were fitter than us, faster, stronger. And I know not every team is Man United in the Premier League, but we saw there the big, you know, the 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 the, the, the gulf in, in step up. We we couldn't really touch them. We couldn't get near them. You know, they were considering that's a United team that you know people have been taking the mick out of, and Oli's not doing this and, and whatnot. They still look a lot better side than us. So yeah, you know, potentially, like I say, it it might be a case of yes, let's have another league, let's have another season in the championship, and that's fine with me. You know, I know I'm going on about promotion, but I'm maybe getting ahead of myself. But I remember probably this time last year when I was talking about Philip Cocker and he got uh, I can't remember what day he got signed now, but I did say you know he he might not be the first season, it might not be the second season, but I think he will be the man to take us up. The first season, yeah, imagine going up off the back of this season. It would be weird. It would be it would be ridiculous if we did it. But imagine going having this season staying down, rebuilding. I'd personally like us to see us get just absolutely dominate the championship. Obviously, of course, we all would. Finish top or second, just go automatic promotion rather than going through the playoffs. I cannot stand the playoffs anymore. Too much heartbreak in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think I'd rather go. I'd like to see us dominate the championship and see where we're really at. And I th- I genuinely think we can do that, you know, with obviously the players we've got at hand at the minute with the academy lads, but also if if Mel, if we, or if we can bring in some cheap or, or decent uh, freebies uh, in whenever the transfer window opens. So, yeah, good. it is a good Like I say, both Roy and, and Lawrence made good points there. Um. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, a couple more then. So these are from Instagram. Champion Champ Republic on Instagram says, "Would you look to sign a striker or trust in youth such as Hector Ingram?" So me personally, then I would, I'd, I'd trust Hector Ingram, but as long as we kept Chris Martin. Um, for me, why buy? Why go and spend money on a striker that is going to cost you a transfer fee? Plus wages when you can just re-sign Chris Martin on a free on a, on a uh, re-sign a contract, Chris Martin. You know, it looks as if we've seen um, the wages have been reduced, and he's happy to accept reduced wages, whatever they may be. But go and let him let him do what you can do. Let keep him, let him guide, and put take Hector Ingram under his wing, and you know, and, and let Hector Ingram do the business. You know. Hetering was a good player. Very good player from the 23s. Um, bags, score goals for fun. Yes, he does get a lot of penalties, but he does also get goals from open play as well. He's got very good first touch. He's quick, very dynamic, very powerful, and cause defenders lots of problems. Um, so, yeah, it's Champ Public on Instagram. So, TC Bannister on Instagram says, do you think there'll be much movement in the transfer window? Good question. Um, no, I do not. I know it's weird. I, I don't think there will be. Um, I think I asked this question to you guys on Twitter, actually. Uh, and again, you know, the mixed responses. But me personally, I, I can't see them in a, a majorly busy window. Um, I just don't think the, the finances are there to do that. Obviously, I know there was talks that we're supposed to be getting an investor coming in and, and giving us a bit of a cash injection, if you like. But still, I, I, I genuinely think maybe a couple of freebies. Um, I know some people are on about signing about five or six players, but I can't see it. 
Um, I know we've been linked with like the likes of Morgan Fox, like, you know, linked with Joe Hart, I suppose. Um, fans have linked us with Joe, uh, Jordan Ive. Um, so there is potential there for freebies. Again, Jeff Hendrick, another one. He's up for free. Do we bring him back? But I think we need we need a goalkeeper for sure um, because obviously Haim is going back. Ruse, you know what? I think it was Mark actually. I, one of my uh, Mark Coot, Andrew Coote. Was it? Yeah, I'm sure it was. I saw a comment on Facebook and he put. It just oh, it was it was one of you guys that one of you guys that follow me on Facebook. Um, you put you you know the, we all remember Marriott's goal against Leeds, but there was also two great saves from Keller Ruse in the 90th and 95th minute that kept us and won that game. Forgot how much of a good game he had. I think it was you, Mark Coote, um, that said it, and he did. Ruse is a good keeper. We saw that at the back end of last season until he had his howler at, at Wembley. That lack of confidence, I believe, has gone into this season. But he needs to wipe the slate clean. And again, he's another one that if he gets picked ahead of Ben Hamer, he could really show what he what he can do because he's, he hasn't got to worry about crowds going giving ironic cheers if he catches the ball. So, again, he, he's another one that could go, oh, ooh, catching balls now, catching crosses. He's a great shot stopper. We know that. He's a good he's, shot stopping wise. He's a good keeper, and he's just got to work on his commanding of his area. And that means coming out and claiming crotches, crotches, coming out and claiming crosses. So, again, he's another one that could thrive on that. So, yeah, but potentially we need another goalkeeper unless we keep Scott Carson. Again, he's another player that he's got a year left on his contract. Is he staying? Is he going? We don't know. Heard nothing. You would assume he's staying. So if he is staying, then you wouldn't need to buy another keeper. Winger. Need a winger. Screaming out for one. But, you know, can Yozazun be that? I know I know it's daft, really, comparing it after one game because he's, because he scored against Stoke. We don't know how he plays for the rest of the game or anything like that. Um, but, you know, he, he there's a potential chance for a winger there. So... But I would like. I think we should bring a winger in definitely. I know obviously Jordan Ives has been on the lips of a lot of people. Whether he suits the bill, I know he's still a youngish lad. But obviously, wage structure. You know, his wage will be quite high. You would have thought. Will he drop down? I've had this discussion on my previous show about. Does he take a lower cut now for potentially getting a higher one if we get promoted? So yeah, um, no transfer window. I cannot see it being that great deal. A great deal of busy in that at all. The only way I can see it, I, I, I can only personally see it is on a one-in-one-out basis. We'll let somebody go, we bring someone in. We'll let someone go, we bring someone in. I don't think Mel wants a massive squad anymore, which is fair enough when you've got the lads in the academy. But those academy lads have got to be good enough. And we are seeing that. We have seen, I've seen loads of you know, big improvements in a lot of the players in the academy. Final question then is from Mark again. <laughs> Mark Andrew again. He says, question two, are you and Ryan planning any more podcasts together? So I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Um, so I've spoke to Ryan. I speak to Ryan quite a bit on uh, on Twitter. But yeah, now I've spoke to Ryan. Um, and we've sort of, if obviously he's a busy man, he's, you know, he's writing, uh, you know, writing stories for Athletic, writing match reports, et cetera, things like that, following Derby, you know, up and down around the country. Um, but yeah, time. If time, you know, if he gets the time, he will. He will do sort of um, one a month with me. So yeah, we will be having. We have had that discussion um, again. Someone asked me about Giles Barnes. Um, I don't know what's cracked on with that. I, you know, he, he said yeah, he'd do it. Um, I'm just. I've, we're just trying to work out like dates and times and things like that. Obviously, with him living in America, it's it's tough, but. Yeah, I'm still trying to get that one over the line. Um, but yeah, no, me and, regards me and Ryan. Yeah, me and Ryan looking to do get some podcasts going together. Both we both enjoyed it. We got quite we got a lot of good feedback off you guys, um, and so we have got one planned actually, uh, which I think I think you might be interested in. So we spoke about doing basically it's a uh, sort of from a journalist point of view for. Obviously, we, we won't go in. There's only so much deal we can go into. But I just thought we could get 
a sort of insight into what a journalist does regarding transfers. Because I just feel like we get, you know, we see rumour after rumour after rumor, especially nowadays on social media. I mean, I remember back in, before social media existed, you see it in the, in the Daily Telegraph and that would rip off, bang. Um, yeah, Derby and Telegraph, and we'd be like, oh, sign with Simon. And that'd be it. Now, obviously, we get rumours galore. So I just thought we'd try and get a bit of insight on, you know, what a journalist does and, you know, where, like, sort of why, why we get so many rumours, where they all come from and, and things like that. And then obviously what it's like for a journalist on the likes of like deadline day, probably which potentially can be the busiest day in football. So I'm looking forward to doing that one. Uh, I hope you guys will as well. Um, let us know. Drop us a comment. But anyway, that's me done. That's all your questions. Thank you to all of those again that sent them in as always. Um, yeah. This time next week will be a Sunday afternoon. I'll either still be going on that we're going to get we're going to get the playoffs because we would have beaten Millwall. All I'm going to go, no, that's it. Playoffs are done. <laughs> no, but anyway, next week we will know football is back. We will be debating football like nobody's business on social media yet again, um, and I can imagine it being quite busy because we've not done it in so long. But yeah, anyway, till then, guys. Uh, if you're not if you this is your first time listening and you don't follow me on social. I'm at at Ramswriter on Twitter. I am the underscore Ramswriter underscore podcast on Instagram. Search the Ramswriter on Facebook. Uh, Sorry, search the Ramswriter podcast now. I've changed my name. Uh, The Ramswriter podcast on Facebook if you want to follow my group on there. Uh, And I think that's it. Oh, yeah, Twitch. Uh, I'm now on Twitch. I don't game or anything like that, but any of you Twitches out there, if you're called, I don't know. Uh, I thought I might do some live feeds on there if you fancied it. it just seems a lot easier than doing it on YouTube. So, yeah, Twitch is the, the Rams writer. So, yeah, yeah, here's a follow. Anyway, guys, and also, of course, if you would like to sponsor me, um, you can follow me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Rams writer. Remember to like and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to so you will never miss a show. Anyway, guys, now I've done all the advertising. That's me done. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Thank you for getting involved, as always. It does mean a great deal to me. That's me done for now. I shall see you next time, guys. Come on, Derby. Stay blue, watching.